In Lake Barrington, Illinois, a man is facing firearm charges after shooting himself in the leg. Upon the police arriving and applying a tourniquet to the wound, he informed them that he had a dream about a home intruder. During the dream, he retrieved his 357 Magnum and fired at the intruder, shooting himself in the leg while he was asleep and waking up from his dream. So this is like a case of like serious sleepwalking. Yeah. Or that's like hyper-realistic dreams. <laughs> Where was yeah. this gun at? You know, was it right under his pillow? Yeah, no kidding. Couldn't have been locked up head. that well. Yeah, no doubt. I couldn't find a whole lot of details on this outside of like that he shot himself. Uh, I was cur- I was also very curious. Did he like get up and retrieve it or was it right there next to him? You know what I mean? I, I couldn't Yeah. Remember. How much of this was like, how far did he have to go out of his way to shoot himself in the leg? Yeah. And then he and obviously that's enough pain to wake you up, but it seems like a shitty way to wake up. It, it must have already been in his hand. It had to have been. It had to have been very, very close. And he, to be fair, that sounds like maybe he is instinctually kind of conditioned to reach over and grab his firearm every time he hears something weird or gets startled. And yeah. it was like second nature to do it even when he was asleep, when he was afraid in his dream. Yeah, it's really weird. All right. Next story is in a Walmart in Crocker, Texas. So this was like last week in a Walmart in Crocker, Texas. A woman named Rebecca Taylor attempted to buy another lady's one year old child for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, claiming that the child was a perfect fit for her. The woman refused and erred on the side of caution, waiting for Rebecca to leave the store before exiting herself, but was approached again in the parking lot where Rebecca began to cause a scene, shouting and raising the offer to five hundred thousand dollars. After being denied again, she threatened the woman, stating that if she did not take the offer, then she would just take the kid from her. The police were called and she was detained and is facing felony charges for attempting to purchase a child. Literally nothing is off limits at Walmart. You could tell me anything happens there and I'll believe you. Yeah, there's Walmart's. I expected this, this article to be at Walmart. When I read the headline that a lady tried to buy a kid, I was like, I bet it was at Walmart. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Is that the self-checkout? I guess. And the lady was like checking out her her groceries and some other lady comes up. She's like, hey, is that for sale? You know? (laughs) Yeah. No, that's my son. I mean, I would have declined it too. At least the first offer. At the second one, I I might have taken it. Yeah, half a mil, you know. Yeah. At that, I think I just buy like a really nice weapon and come get the kid back. (laughs) Yeah. Still have money to spend. All right. Yeah. Now we're back. (laughs) That was a fucking headache. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. So for for the people listening, my fucking computer just blue screened us and shut us out of shut me out of the whole meeting. Had to reboot, and then I needed updates apparently. So that's fun. Uh, through a huge fucking wrench right in the middle of us recording. Back to the podcast now. Hello, welcome to the Fundamentals of Nonsense. I'm your host, Sam, and I am uh, very happy to to tell you guys I have my brother on today. He's going to be my co-host. Hello. <laughs> I haven't come up with an alias. Yeah, not yet? No. Uh, so I thought about it too a little bit because I am Sam Handwich and I was like, you could be Samburger Handwich. Samburger. Samburger Handwich. Andy Samburger. It would have been hilarious though if we could have. Uh, I like Samburger, but uh, it's like uh, they mom and dad tried with me and then they figured out that my name sucked and had a better one for you. And I'm Sam and you're Samburger. Yeah. I got to live in the shadow of your like six extra letters the rest of my <laughs> life. <laughs> we we kind of discussed a little bit on the phone prior to this. The announcement of Apple Vision Pro, and it is—it's—it looks like the real deal, dude. Uh, when it comes to future tech, the price point hurts a little bit. Comes in right around thirty-five hundred dollars. Looks like the release date is until possibly the fall, I think, of twenty twenty-five. 
but it is the very first step into actual augmented reality that that's that's uh, a little scary to see technology to me you know from i i experienced the first cell phones and and all of that and it, to, to me seeing technology like this is is wild and it's it's amazing it's just scary uh, once you see technology transition to the point that it is now augmented reality is that's a wild term for me to use you know seeing technology advance the way it has over the past 20 years yeah it's crazy if if uh, moore's law continues at the rate i think they said that it was starting to slow down but maybe that's that's not right but imagine where it's going to be you know 30 more years from now yeah yeah we kind of get the privilege too to to know that we're going to be here for that also but yeah. seeing it moves at the speed that it has just since you and i have grown up is it's astronomical the change in technology and the change in how much technology is used in our day-to-day life yeah i agree this uh is it just the concept that they're working on or is this like actually going into production no it's in full production so you can on youtube there's videos of people who have tried it out they claim that they have seen the future of a filmmaking through experiencing this technology as well it is fully immersive so it's a strong piece of technology i don't have a ton of the hyper analytical data on this i didn't really think that maybe that wasn't too user friendly for listeners for you know, to break down a, a lot of the actual processing technology that's built into this but it's a full piece of it's a full headset and it's tech all the way to the tippy top of it and it's got a, a like a polished glass lens on the outside of it with a bunch of cameras and it projects your face through it so it's it's full blown microchips and plastic and everything all the way through to that glass lens and the glass lens actually produces your eyes on the outside of it which is insane because it's not see-through. When I first saw it in its debut, I thought it was see-through because it allows people around you to see your eyes and your reactions. It must be pretty convincing if you thought that it was see-through. It must do a pretty good job. Yeah, it it looks like a see-through headset. Is this like, uh, you know, you see those backpacks that there's lights on them. You can make like a picture on the back. Is it kind of like that? Like, is it pixelated? Is your face pixelated or is it completely smooth? No, it's smooth, real time. Uh, it's it's a wild, wild piece of technology. So there's got to be a screen can... on the outside as well. It's It definitely has a projection on the interior of it. Uh, let me let me see if I can pull up a photo of this for you real fast. Let me go back to... I'm at my computer now. I could probably look it up. So can you see, can you see this? Yeah, I can. So you see there? Projects okay. Skin color emotion, eyebrow movement, all of it through through the actual lens. I thought this device was going to be a lot bigger, like cover your whole face and it was projecting the whole face, but it's mainly just the eyes. Yeah, it's it's a crazy, for me, that's a crazy thing. It's a crazy development there because it's all tech behind that. You sure that's not see-through? So I'm going to have to do some research on that. It's actually really, really interesting. Yeah, so you you like uh, scroll with your hands, you scroll with your Wait, hands so you have- and- and you and you, you like, like click your finger. No, no controller. You just like click your fingers together to oh. to click on stuff. You scroll with your your finger like that, and then you do this like a little pinch. That's when you pick things. Weird. That's a. Uh, so I've you can see right here. Oh, I see. Just scrolling and then pinching, and the the cameras on the front of the VR headset pick up that that motion tracking. Yeah. The Oculus Quest actually has uh, motion tracking. I don't know if it came with it or not, but I noticed the setting like a month ago. It's where you don't even have to use the controllers anymore. It's very limited, though, because it's got to be able to see your hands. Right. You know, I mean, I'm sure that does too, but 
like in order for it to work your hands got to be pretty much in front of it completely right yeah it's uh i watched this this uh video I, it actually started popping up all over my social media and i got very curious and i spent the time to sit down and, and listen to it and watch the the presentation that they they put onto youtube and i was just absolutely floored that technology is there and For it's it, it's a, a the back of the headset has a, a cable that just goes into like a power pack that slides right into your back pocket or your side pocket and you can take it with you wherever you go that's weird you would think that it would be built into the unit yeah it's it kind of is uh it didn't look like there was a detachable spot there i don't know if you just plug the headset in or you drop it on a dock or what you do there but it's i'm curious what the battery life looks like for one because it seems like a ton of power that would need to process something that powerful but at the same time and things like that that have happened in technology that allow for very strong powerful long-lasting battery life so to me it was it's all uh, it's bizarre and and kind of scary to see this kind of tech being normal you know in the next couple of years but at the same time it's it seems like a huge achievement yeah no kidding it's crazy like how far we've come you know they say the military i mean i don't know they say i've heard that the military is 30 years more technologically advanced than we are if that's true imagine like where we're actually at right i i had heard that also i i always was under the impression that we were roughly a decade behind when you historically look at technology it's usually about a decade but how fast technology has moved now that that timeline point has it's ha- it has to have changed, right? Yeah, you'd think so. Maybe it's it's I don't know. I don't know if it's closer. Like we're closer now to where we're actually at. You know, uh, how am I trying to say that? I don't know if it's still thirty years that the military is more technologically advanced than we are because of how fast things are progressing. Imagine how far they would have to actually be if they were thirty years more advanced. Because imagine where we're going to be at thirty years. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like astronomical. Like surely they can't be that far ahead of us. Right. But at the same time, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised either, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't either. We've, we've kind of talked about this a lot. We've, we've shared a lot of common interests in technology and the advancement of the human race. And we, I'm a firm believer that if human beings could just fucking get along, we'd be in space. We'd be, yeah. we'd be habiting other planets. We'd be out there exploring. We could colonize Mars. I think if the human I, race all work together. I, I agree with you completely. I think we'd be a lot further, but greed holds us back. I feel like if you can't get rich from it, what's the point of doing it? That's like the, you know, the capitalist mindset. Yeah. It's kind of a shame to think, think like that, you know, that we could be out there. We could probably see buildings on Mars or a biodome or something at this point in history instead of uh, Apple VR headset. <laughs> if we, yeah. if we shared that level of technology with each other and then that, that 30 year gap, a 10 to 30 year gap that that potentially exists outside of that seems. Yeah, I agree. I think, I don't know. I don't know what I think, how, how far I think we'll go in my lifetime. Yeah. I think about that a lot, you know, cause uh, by the way, today is father's day. Uh, we're going to release the day after, but happy father's day to you and to any listener who is a father as well. Keep it up. Uh, happy the world father's needs, day to you all. Yeah, the world needs good dads. They, it really does. And I, you know, I've got a little one in the way and that was, she's due here in, in just over a month. And that was a big kind of driving point for launching the podcast was, was to, uh, to leave an impression in something that, that can be left behind and, and memorable and kind of create a legacy. I, I just, I, I wonder what the world's going to look like for her when, when she's my age and 
how technology is going to look then. You know, because I can't guarantee that I'll be around for that, but I, I can't help but to be ever so curious. You know, with uh, how much medicine has advanced just in our lifetime, I've, I don't know how true it is, but I've heard that the first person that'll live forever is alive today. No and shit. I think I could kind of believe that with how, how much we're progressing in medicine. You know, we might be able to push them a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further, and to where we'll, we'll always be outrunning death. Back to this, the, the technology advancements. I actually watched a TED Talks. Uh, the guy on the red circle was him and his wife are like co-founders for a tech company called Humane. And about a month ago, they debuted tech there. They didn't. They didn't like. A, they didn't release a title or name of the tech. They just debuted it very briefly. He was out there on the floor in the red circle and he had a small piece of tech in his jacket pocket on his chest and you could kind of see a little lens on it and he was explaining that he thought ai was the future of technology that what comes next is ai and human beings living in coexistence you could hear his phone ring and he put his hand up in front of that device and it projected that his wife was calling him and he took the call and she asked him if uh if he was at ted and he's like yeah i'm on the red circle She's like, oh, okay, well, make sure to mention me and I love you and goodbye. And she got off the phone and he starts explaining the technology a little more. And he gets to a point in the, this presentation where he touches it. He's asking the device uh, where he could buy something for Mother's Day or something, something bizarre like that. And it gave him a, an open out loud response that he could go to like a shopping center that was local. This also helps you traverse places that you're not used to being in. And so he puts two fingers on the device and he speaks out loud, and then it repeats back in French with his own voice fluently. He was like, "This is this is technology that takes the phone that takes the phone away from you and what you're experiencing, and it's all AI driven. And so you carry the longer you carry the device, and the longer you pair with it, the more the AI gets to understand you, what your algorithms look like for the stuff that you want to go see and do, or what you're actually searching for." the places that you're at, it, you know, it geo stamps you in locations. So your translation is there and the artificial intelligence itself is supposed to grow with you during the process of having this. Well, talk about data mining, you know, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to really like this or subscribe to this, if you will, because everybody's scared of, you know, like giving out their information and you're, you're giving all of your information for, to one thing for it to learn you. Yeah. It's like a Jarvis. Yeah. Which is so weird to me that it's we're, we're to that point now. AI has moved so fast. And I feel like AI on a consumer level has only debuted in, within the past like eight or nine months. <clears throat> we had mild versions of AI. Yeah. I it think. predates like, for sure. Like Ask Jeeves, Google. Yeah. Yeah. Even YouTube, you know, recommending what yeah. to watch. Yeah. So it's algorithmic based for sure. But this is more like I, it's like Jarvis. You know what I mean? It, it gets to understand you and your personality to a higher degree than than we've allowed technology to be in our lives. I mean, we carry around a phone and it does it does a lot of that heavy lifting already. A couple of years ago, um, I saw this app called Replica on your phone and it was like a chat bot essentially. But you talk to it and it's supposed to learn how you talk and what you say. And it had like a AI algorithm that the more you talk to it, the more it resembled you. The idea was after you died or something, your friends or your family could go on there and talk to it and it would talk to them exactly how you would. AI now can understand every inflection and yeah, create a voice like identical. It's remarkable. I don't know. It's it's terrifying. I don't know that AI is the answer. I don't know that everybody needs to be as afraid of it as they are. 
it's definitely something to be afraid of. It for sure is. It's I'm scared of it, but I don't know that if maybe my fear is a bit misplaced either. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know if I'm but- just a conspiracy theorist internally, you know what I mean? And I'm like, ah, uh, you guys, one of these days, you won't be able to turn that switch off. You know, yeah. it's going to just be you. So that's, we, we talked about immortality. And the reason why I wanted to get into this conversation was, so the person that is going to be alive forever is potentially alive today. But what does that look like? Is that actually them? Or is that like a, a copied version of them that continues to live? Uh, I think that's a tough one to answer. Cause yeah, I think so like- is it immortality or singularity? Well, I think if you like uploaded your consciousness and stuff, that's not actually you. That's kind of like the replica app, I feel like. But if you keep your, your biological body, I think that it's still you. Because they say that all the cells in your body, if, if I'm not mistaken, are replaced every seven years. Every cell in your body is a new cell. And then you're looking at the ship of the Theseus. You know, is that yeah. still me? Yeah. I feel like I'm still the same person I was seven years ago. Yeah, if you rebuild every plank on this ship, is it still the same ship? Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you kept your biological self, the, it, it is still you. Because I still think I'm me from seven years ago after all my cells have been replaced. I guess maybe that does open the question medically is how do you stop cell degeneration in the in the brain? Because even if you could preserve the entire body, the brain is prone to degeneration, such as Alzheimer's and, and things like that, you know, Um how do, yeah. you pre- how do you prevent that? How do you preserve the brain to last forever? Because if you keep the biological brain, absolutely, you're definitely still you. Um, from how I understand it, and I'm by no means an expert, but if I remember right, your DNA has like these little ends on it called telomeres or telomeres. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But every time it replicates, those telomeres get smaller and smaller until eventually they don't have any left. And then your DNA starts making errors. And that's what old age is, from what I understand. And so I think that the idea would maybe to be to increase those telomeres or keep them permanently somehow. To preserve the youthfulness of the cellular structure of the brain. Yeah, to make them where they can divide forever, essentially. Maybe the person that, that will be alive forever that is alive today is fucking mad healthy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, <laughs> probably, that probably has something to do with it. Yeah, if you're a prime well, candidate I, to be patient zero. Yeah, I imagine if the first person to live forever is alive today... They're probably not smoking a pack of cigarettes and drinking a 12 pack every day. Nah, I'm fucking doomed. <laughs> that's to me, that's such a crazy concept. Technology moving to the the like historically, we're we're getting to the point of of technology where we're wondering if we're crossing the lines slowly of singularity and of immortality. Yeah. I I think there's probably a good chance that we're heading that direction. I think eventually one day we'll have it all figured out. I highly doubt it's gonna be in my lifetime, but I think one day. We'll have it all figured out. We'll know how the brain works, how the body works, you know, and we'll be able to, we'll be cyborgs, you know, we'll be able to. Yeah. Cyberpunk 2077 running around or like, uh, what was that? Altered carbon. Just pop a little chip out of your spinal cord and put it in the next body. Uh, I don't remember. I don't think I've seen, I don't think I've seen that or played cyberpunk. Oh, well, cyberpunk, I think is less kind of the point I was trying to make. It was the, the body mods and shit like that. But altered carbon had the, like personalities and memories and all that shit stored in like a little chip and just plugs it in. You plug it into a spinal cord of a cloned body or something like that. That sounds like the beginning of, uh, if it doesn't go bankrupt, uh, what is that Elon Musk? Uh, Neuralink. Oh, Neuralink. Yeah. Yeah. Neuralink is fucking crazy. The, the applications that Elon claims are the are capacity possible. that that has. Yeah. It could cure you being a paraplegic. 
Yeah. They can bypass the, the neurological pathways that prevent your limbs from moving. What you were talking about with altered carbon, uh, that was one of the supposed use, uses for uh, Neuralink is that you'd be able to, you know, implant memories or skills, if you will. If you wanted to be a master right. chef, you can just go in there and like download all the knowledge to be able to do it. I don't know how practical that is. But That's the fucking matrix. Yeah. I mean, as far as we know, there could be, you know, something biologically or physically stopping us from being able to do that. It may never be possible, but the idea that it could be is upload a manual to your brain right away and you know how to disassemble, fly, repair, everything. Yeah, we'd have literally a world full of super soldiers. Yeah, that's that's the matrix. They just upload the manual into Neo's yeah. head. And now he knows jujitsu and how to fly a helicopter. I mean, if you think about it, if that's possible, literally like college degrees and like special niche masters will it'll be a thing of the past you know like yeah. everybody would be able to know how to do anything it, it it has the potential to be the next step in evolution so what you eliminate there is procrastination and discipline they lack impulse control when it comes to going out and learning things and first off sometimes intelligence is in the way at the same yeah. time like and i can't cool. i can't go read a fucking manual on a black hawk and be like yeah i could fix everything on this just because i thumb through this notebook you know what i mean yeah, if I could but, be an astrophysicist in five minutes, then yeah, I think I'd do it. But if I got to go to school for four years, I think I'm I'm out of luck. That's a crazy concept to think that, you know, Elon's working on a lot of things like that, like getting us to Mars, the Neuralink. I am not a 100% Elon supporter, but I do think that that guy is trying very hard to advance the human race. I agree yeah. completely. He has done some questionable things and I get that, but he probably dreams way too big too. But the fact that he... His sole purpose is to try to, from what I understand, is try to like improve humanity, even it's, if he's dreaming a little big. Yeah, yeah. And his personal, some of the, his personal life is a bit wonky. His living in a tiny ha- home to feel what poverty's like or whatever, whatever the circumstances were there. He, he was like, I'm not tied to my material stuff. Yeah, don't like, get me started on his kids' names. Yeah, I don't even, <laughs> first off, if you know how to pronounce them, you know more than I do. <laughs> I do not. Uh, it looks like it's written in binary. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh I always I have been a firm believer that the guy is trying to get humanity to the next step in evolution. I think Neuralink is so far out of our spectrum of what we believe could even be real in the in terms of technology that if we saw it operating, it would terrify us, you know, uh, it, but also intrigue. If they think that they had it figured out on the Neuralink and uh, they need to test subjects, I think I would do it. I, I think I would have to see some other test subjects first. I don't want you know to be the I mean? first one. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not I patient zero. One. But I don't have to worry about that because there was already a pig, so I'm fine. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, a pig knew karate and how to fly Blackhawks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sold, dude. Put it in me. I'm excited to see where that goes. At the same time, I'm terrified, but that's maybe just the fact that I'm in my 30s. Yeah. And I remember when we didn't have cell phones and now we're talking about plugging the world into somebody's brain and they stand up out of a wheelchair and can do karate i think it'll probably be one of those things that in 200 years from now they'll look back at it and be like yeah this person had a good idea but it was just way too early it was before its time yeah the idea of it being successful and there's not another there's not a single human being with a handicap after that you know what i mean Uh, yeah i think we're probably dreaming a little big though because i mean the prediction of of the future 
is always wrong. I mean, look at Back to the Future, you know, the movie. Yeah. They predicted. I mean, it's not terribly far off, but we don't have hoverboards and stuff, you know? This was when that, that movie was based. I feel like there was another movie that recently was brought up like that, too. It was like an end of days movie. And it was like, uh, oh, yeah. Are talking was... about December or 2012 or whatever it was? No, no. Wait, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, 2012. I remember that. They made big blockbuster films about that. And yeah, I was a, I was a firm believer. And at the time, I was young and, and very impressionable. And I was so worried about 2012. Yeah, and I was terrified of it, and I watched the clock turn midnight, and just waited for the sirens to go off, and it didn't happen. And I was like, yeah. "Motherfucker!" I remember I was there with you. Yeah, I remember that being a really big point in my life where I was like, "All right, I don't think conspiracy theories are for me." Spent yeah. all my money on beer and shit that night, and was <laughs> broke the next day. You know, it was a wild conspiracy. Uh, you know, I dove into a bunch of the other ones after that, but I never, I never settled into a niche like that. And when it came to conspiracies, but I loved, I always loved the hollow earth theory. Yeah. I know this episode isn't about conspiracy theories, but one that my, my friends keep trying to get me to check out is the Denver airport. Apparently there's something crazy with the Denver airport. Really? So we've, we've kind of worked through the material here a little bit. I, I was going to kind of talk about, we could talk about this real fast before we get there, but I have a, a subject matter here for the end of the show that is kind of conspiracy driven. But I, I, I wanted to touch base on this real fast. Uh, the, the alien footage that is working its way through the internet right now. But like a couple of months ago in Vegas, a, a police officer had a body cam on and saw something like green, greenish blue, like crashing down in Vegas. Like an hour later, a, a family calls and says, hey, there's uh, some weird things in my backyard. They're eight to 10 feet tall. They don't look human. I'm pretty sure they're aliens. And the cops show up. And they, they're also interrogating people at the same time, asking people in Vegas if they saw something crash land. And the police officer's like, I know this sounds crazy, but I, I wouldn't be asking if my partner's body cam footage didn't show this. And so they're investigating at the time they get this phone call. And they, they go and talk to this family. And this family has a video that I couldn't really decipher uh, of something in between like a couple of tractors in their backyard. And there's the internet swears up and down that there there's alien footage in there. I couldn't personally see it. And then another video gets released and there is this fucking creepy ass alien. And it's like ribs. You can see its ribs like flexing as it moves and it kind of squats down and it looks disoriented and scared. I, I can't say that. Yeah, this was real. Or yeah, this was fake. I take everything as a grain of salt on the internet because it's so easy. You, they probably just plugged it into an AI system or like make this look real. Yeah, I was you know gonna say. I mean, I mean technology. How much we've been talking about technology advancing and stuff. I feel like this would probably be pretty easy to fake. If yeah, so I, I don't put a lot of stock in this story, but the footage was really really crazy, and it was it had like muscles that were moving around, and it was like a nighttime shot, so it's all in black and white, and it, it looked pretty convincing. The eyes were like glowing in the camera, and it was uh, it was terrifying, but it was naked which is a huge pet peeve of mine when it comes to aliens. I know we've kind of discussed this, but whatever their anatomy looks like, for sure, they, they probably want to protect all that gooey, squishy stuff that's yeah. underneath the skin. You so got a pet peeve point. of mine. So I thought about that a lot, too. And I was like, well, what if this thing was like a, an ejection pod? And actual aliens, like the powerful ones, were like, this fucking thing we picked up on this other planet is way too dangerous to keep on the ship. We got to shoot it off on a, the next planet we find. And they sent yeah, down some hyper dangerous predator, you know. Let's pick a the only planet around that has anything living on it and 
shoot yeah. it there. Cool. So you're saying this might be the beginning of a horror movie? Yeah, I don't know, man. If like fucking 62 people get shredded out of Walmart next week by a weird unidentified <laughs> creature Walmart. in Vegas, yeah, <laughs> don't be surprised. In space travel, time displacement always throws me off. Aliens are they just like nomads, just out on their own? Because when they leave their society, time displacement happens, right? They would they would show back up home, and it'd be way in the future. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest problem for me with aliens. It's like the the galaxy is incredibly big. The closest star to us is like two light years away or something. The life that we see when we look up in the sky is two years old. There's just so, so much space between everything that there's no way. I don't think that we've ever been contacted by aliens or aliens have ever been here because the close, if they come from anywhere, even relatively close, I mean, it's still going to take so long. And it's a one-way trip in terms of displacement. You know what I mean? If they traveled millions or billions of light years across the galaxy to get here, they have no idea what they have to go back to. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, because people make the argument, you know, that, oh, well, they have faster than light travel or as fast as light travel. But I mean, if they did that, they're traveling so fast that from how I understand special relativity, when they go back, I mean, it'll be so much longer. Yeah, that's a factor that... Like movies and TV shows and conspiracy theories, nothing ever taken into consideration is time displacement. I'm not a special relativity professor or anything. I don't know anything about special relativity. Besides, you go fast, Time's you weird. move through time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. yeah, time gets weird. Time displacement is always something that makes me so curious about how space travel would work. I mean, it would have to be like when you see arcs in movies, you know, and they send them off with like plant life and... Uh, embryos and cellular species to like save the human race but at a time when the rest of the human beings are dead yeah you're saying that their ship or whatever they're traveling with would have to be like self-sufficient right yeah it would it's a one-way road yeah unless unless they just open up unless their technology can just open up a wormhole where where time is not prevalent you know what i mean yeah if it was instantaneous travel yeah then i guess I guess that wouldn't be an issue then. Or, or I mean, if they, what if their their whole world essentially, like their ship is everything? Maybe they they're just wanderers, you know? Like their ship is totally self sufficient. Yeah, vagabond. They have nothing to go back to. Yeah, they're like vagabond nomads. I mean, if they're already traveling between worlds, from what it sounds like, relatively easy. I think they've they've got their fusion reactors, and you know, they can pull energy out of the vacuum of space. Why the fuck would they be naked? You know, that's people having like a species having a technology to that scale, but then walking around with their dongs out. Just <laughs> Well, I mean, they've it doesn't got sit well with me. I won't waste a ton of your time with this conversation because <laughs> I feel like I can go down the rabbit hole here. Dude, uh, I'm not going to keep you too much longer. Thank you for, for being on tonight. This was a blast. Yeah. I, I look forward to having you on in the future. And this was so much fun. And we, we grew up having these conversations. Yeah, and it's a it's a privilege to have you, dude. I love you. I love you too, man. Happy Father's Day. And this has been the fundamentals of nonsense. And we love you both. Or whatever. Mm-hmm.